Hi, my name is Reverend Sandra Schloss and I am the vicar for St. Luke's Church here in Peckham. Um, welcome to this service this week. Um, I look forward to you joining us and I pray you'll enjoy the service. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. With you. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, you are welcome to the sixth Sunday of Easter. We we'll have our normal readings. Reverend Sandra will give us a sermon before we have our Eucharist. Before then, let us begin by affirming our need for God's love with the words of preparation. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. My brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate the presence of Christ in word and sacrament, let us call to mind and confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.
Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Redeemer, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his continued presence in us he may raise us to eternal joy through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 17, verses 22 to 31. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar 
with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he indeed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and boundaries of the places where they would live. So they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him. Through indeed, he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of you, of your own poet, have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an imagined form by the art of the imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judge in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm for the sixth Sunday of Easter. The response to the psalm is, Blessed are God, you peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. Oh, God, you peoples, let the sound of his Bless our God, you peoples, make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holds our souls in life, who will not allow our feet to slip. Bless our God, you peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. For you, O God, has proved. Bless our God, you peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. Enter house with bond offerings, and will pay you my vows, which I promise with my lips and spoke with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer you sacrifice of fat beasts with the smoke of rams. I will give you oxen and goats. Bless our God, you peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for me. I called out to him with my mouth, and his praise was on my tongue. If I had found evil in my heart, the Lord will not have me. Bless the Lord, you peoples. 
and let the sound of his voice be heard. But in truth, God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has rejected my prayers, nor returned with love from me. Blessed are God, you people. Let the sound of his voice be heard. First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to the end. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your heart, satisfy Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for, good, for doing good. If suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in the prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water, and baptized, which is prefigured, now saves you, not as a remover of death from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today's Gospel reading is part of a section in the Bible which is known as the Farewell Discourse, taken from chapters 14 to 17. Before I was ordained, I used to work for HMRC, where I was also a trade union rep, People who know me will not be surprised to hear that. As a trade union rep, you are tasked with standing up for trade union members. As such, I was an advocate for members who felt something was unfair. So when Jesus tells the disciples that he will send them an advocate, he's telling them that there will be times when they are treated unfairly. We know that he was, he was unfairly treated he was crucified out of fear. We know that there are many things in this world that are unfair. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus is preparing the disciples for that time when he will be with them no more. He says to them that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I wonder if it's doubted that they loved him. I guess it can be doubted, as we know a few chapters later that Peter will even deny knowing Jesus. So yes, Jesus is right to say, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He adds, I will ask the Father to send another advocate with today's understanding, we know that to be the Holy Spirit. But what does advocate actually mean? For me, when I was a trade union rep, it meant standing up for those who did not have someone else to defend them. However, an advocate could also be someone who cares about someone 
so much so that you do not want to leave them alone. A counsellor almost. Some versions say the Holy Spirit is counsellor. Or is it a companion? Someone to walk alongside us. I wonder if the disciples were comforted to know that Jesus was going away, but he wanted to make sure they would be okay. So he ensured they would have another advocate to replace him, someone that will stand up for them, someone that will defend them, someone they can call on when the powers that be begin to treat them badly. Imagine if your best friend who had been with you for the past three years suddenly turns around and says that they are going away. How would that make you feel? However, they tell you that they are sending someone who will be with you to walk alongside you for the rest of your life. This person or advocate will keep you going. This person will not leave you, but will encourage you. This person will keep you strong. This person will stand up for you after your best friend has departed from this world. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. So Jesus is trying to prepare the disciples for that time. But I wonder if they really understood what he was saying. With our hindsight, we know they did not really understand. They must have thought, why is he talking like this? Why is he saying all this depressing stuff about going away? He can't be going anywhere, can he? We are only just beginning to get to know each other. How can he leave us so soon? Yet that is exactly what he means. He will be leaving them, and then the advocate will come to support them, to give them strength. This advocate will offer them support. This advocate will be there for them. This advocate will lift them up when they fall or when they feel really down. This advocate will be inside them and will lift their spirit. This advocate will not leave them isolated. Then, as Jesus comes to the end, he says to them, those who have my commandments and keep them and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Jesus will never leave them because this other advocate will never leave them. This other advocate will remain inside them always. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. In the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, Paul speaks to the Athenians. He says to them, I see how extremely religious you are. I wonder if they thought he was being sarcastic. He tells them that the unknown God whom they worship is actually the God who created the world and everything in it. As a teenager, I did not really know who God was. I did not go to church and I did not really understand religion. I could not appreciate why people would worship something they could not see. I remember when I actually started going to church as an adult, I wanted to get my children baptised, but I also wanted to get to meet other people. When I started, I began to engage with this new community. 
it was great to meet these people who worshipped this unknown God in my book, but who were happy to share their faith. When I read that Paul speaks to the Athenians, it takes me back to when Paul was the persecutor and the people of the way were the persecuted. It is amazing how Paul, the same Paul who was glad at the stoning of Stephen, that same Paul could now come and tell people about an unknown God. So I guess for all those who do not really know who they worship, those who do not yet know Jesus can come to faith. They, like me, can come to believe in this unknown God. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. Amen. Please stand. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for our sake and for salvation, he came down from heaven, was ekanes of the Holy Spirit and Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So let us sit or kneel before God to hear our prayers and our intersections. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are everything but unknown to us, for you made us our world and everything in it. And so we pray with one voice, proclaiming your presence to all the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Holy God, we pray for your churches throughout the world, for skeptics and believers, for all your ordained ministers, the Archbishop, 
bishops, archdeacons, and our Reverend here at St. Luke's Church, Reverend Sandra, Reverend Collins, Reverend Joe, for those who seek God at home, at work, in the streets, and all those who worship in churches, for all who search for life. We pray for the stillness to listen to the voice of the Spirit and to recognize what our personal relationships which you have done for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Creator God, we pray for the lawmakers in the House of Parliament and all leaders in the country who wield power, that they may be guided by the spirit of truth and that they will always remember the vulnerable and those needing help. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we pray for families and colleagues, friends and loved ones, neighbors and strangers, for those whom we break bread with at home, work in the community and in our church, for all who grow harvest and those who prepare the food we eat and those who serve it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Loving God, we pray for the sick, those troubled with the fearful and alone, for those in pain, known and unknown to us, for all who suffer due to one reason or the other. May they feel the spirit of your healing in their lives. We especially ask for healing for those here at St. Luke's Church, Mr. and Mrs. Fefega, Mr. and Mrs. Ocon, Mommy Joyce Lindsay, Mrs. Osilewe, Joy Russell, Sandra Douglas Sims, Miriam Parchment, Mrs. Adams, and those unknown to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Merciful Father, we pray for those who have died, those kept fresh in our memory, and those long forgotten. Give them eternal rest, O Lord, that they may rise again in glory. Comfort all families and loved ones left behind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of heaven and earth, companion in life, spirit and truth, to you alone we turn our eyes and lift our hearts. Help us as we go into the world to keep your commandments and to love one another as you have loved us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. And they were glad when they saw the Lord. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands has made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the splendor, and the majesty. For everything in heaven and on earth is yours. All things come from you, and of your own do we give you. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, we give you thanks and praise through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your living Word, through whom you have created all things, who was sent by you in your great goodness to be our Savior. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he took flesh. As your Son, born of Mary, he lived on earth and went about among us. He opened wide his arms for us on the cross. He put an end to death by dying for us and revealed the resurrection by rising to new life. So he fulfilled your will and won for you a holy people. By chiefly, we are bound to praise you because you raised him gloriously from the dead. For he is a true Paschal lamb who was offered for us and has taken away the sin of the world by his death. He has destroyed death by his rising to life again, and he has restored us by everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and all the company of heaven will proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of the Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, this gift of bread and wine may be to us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And so, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption as we offer you this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We bring before you this bread and this cup. And we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send your Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom. All who share in this one bread and one cup so that we, in the company of St. Luke, St. George's, St. Peter's, and all the saints may praise and glorify you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory be yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
as our Savior taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We are one body because we all share in the bone bread. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us peace. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed. This is the table not of the church, but of the Lord. Come not because you are strong, but because you are weak and need mercy and help. Come not because you are worthy to approach him, but because he died for sinners. Come because you love him and you want to love him more and more. Come because he loves you and gave his life for you. So come, not because it is I who invite you, but because it is the Lord.
God our Father, whose Son Jesus Christ gives the word water of eternal life, may we thirst for you, the spring of life and the source of goodness, through him who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and walk to your praise and glory. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.